Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Patient Convert Podcast. I have one of my friends with me today, Shay Robottom. Now, Shay, introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about what makes you so unique and how you've taken this marketing world over on LinkedIn. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you, Kelly, for having me here. This is great. And congrats on all the success you've experienced. I love hearing about your uh, wins on LinkedIn because it is an underutilized platform. So I have been in digital marketing for uh, about four years now. I actually started a company out of my bedroom when I was 23. Um, It kind of started by accident. I essentially got a job offer to edit video content for a really large page on Facebook at the time that that needed content. And I had just gotten into video editing. I knew nothing about digital digital marketing. I uh, was kind of a starving artist trying to make it as a musician at the time and could hardly promote myself. So I knew nothing. And I... knew that this blog owner knew a lot. You know, he had like 3 million likes on his page at the time and he was offering me a job. So I just took it and I started making videos for him and it led to another blog, seeing the videos like, wow, these are great. Like we want these videos and then another and then another. And before I knew it, I was, I found myself literally editing, licensing and distributing video content for like some of the biggest pages on Facebook, like going viral all the time. Yep. Just collecting data, working with content owners, brokering deals. Um, it was a really beautiful experience. I actually did that for years. I got an investment. I scaled up the whole company, actually sold my shares last year to wow, pivot. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Congrats. Yeah. I, I did that to um, pivot to LinkedIn completely because at the end of my uh, career there, I had actually gotten on LinkedIn in an attempt to get leads for the Facebook agency. And we weren't just working with page owners at that point in time. We also did uh, ad campaigns for just product companies, consumer products, that sort of thing. But when I got on LinkedIn, my world changed because I I realized so quickly that if I just applied all of the principles that I had been teaching my editors for years and building my company around how to make something go viral, how to make a a viral video pop for the newsfeed, if I just take all of that, go to LinkedIn and apply it to my personal brand, I had like a massive advantage and I started growing very quickly. I started getting all this attention. I started getting all these messages for like, how are you doing this video content? And I realized I had my own company. You know, I realized there's a complete untapped market on LinkedIn. Uh, A lot of people- Completely untapped at that time too. Exactly. I mean, like it's just a goldmine for B2B leads that people aren't utilizing. And there's like no competition because a lot of people there don't understand content still. So that's why I was so excited to pivot. I'm like, wow, you know- um, there's no competition with video. That was two years ago. Now there's a lot more video creators, but, um, I saw during my time working on Facebook all those years and then having close relationships with Facebook page owners who had, you know, 10, 20, 30 million followers, um, that a lot of them got in at a specific time. Like it was like a common theme when I'd ask them like, what's the secret to your success? How'd you grow this blog? You know what they said? Oh, I started my Facebook page. It was either between 2009 or 2012. And then they just, yep. Because Facebook was showing your content to such a high percentage of the audience at that point in time that it was really easy to grow and they took advantage. They capitalized. They just went hard. So when I saw that happening on LinkedIn, 
I feel I had an advantage in that I had a perspective most people maybe don't have where they just kind of get comfortable with it. Oh yeah, I'm getting pretty good reach on LinkedIn right now. Woohoo, I'm going to keep going. It's like, no, you need to buckle down and go tenfold, put all your eggs in that basket, just grow as much as you can. So that was my goal. And that's what I did. And I saw less than two years in now to my blog and I have over 200,000 engaged followers who follow me. Thank you. Yeah. They, they follow me for my digital marketing advice or just for, um, my personal content even because I've been relatively open and vulnerable on LinkedIn, which is also something we don't see. So I'd be happy to get into that today too, if you'd like. But overall, I do attribute a lot of my success to that experience I had on Facebook all those years and working with some of the top, top of the line blog owners who understand how to grow a following and monetize it online. And it also sounds like you kind of took that you know, Facebook comfortability or the Facebook success. And then like when you saw that opening with LinkedIn was like, you know, video is king right now. Video is still king right now. As far as we know, video will stay king for now. And taking that Facebook, but twisting it and making your own, not only as a young marketer, a young entrepreneur and applying it to LinkedIn. And I think that's so important for the audience because when it comes to marketing, most of these people that we follow, that we love are just like you said, pivoting. It's a lot of the same essential strategies, but applying it in new creative ways. And one thing, you guys, if you follow Shay on LinkedIn, she has a really great video template. She does excellent video content. But I've noticed, Shay, because of your video editing, it's a whole new template now. Like I'm sure a lot of your clients use it, but you'll see other creators now on LinkedIn are just following exactly Shay's um, video template, which is fantastic because that's something to say in itself. When it comes to marketing, if you're creating a unique style just to you, I mean, it's such an impact. But when it comes to LinkedIn, one of my favorite things is the ability to really filter and search and you're getting in front of the right people. I know with Facebook, like it's kind of hard to, unless you're part of a group or you're part of some of these pages to really identify different people in different roles, decision makers. So what are ways with digital marketing that you think LinkedIn has an advantage for other social medias when it comes to business? Yes. Um, Definitely the features you mentioned, the tools, you know, there's a lot of uh, functionality to search for the people you need on LinkedIn. You can use Sales Navigator. Um, But really, it's just the fact that it's not really seen as a social media platform. I mean, people really still see it as a business platform. And, and it's so funny to me that so many people overlook it. Like I literally, I go to conferences, I go to business conferences, everyone's talking about their Facebook ads, their Instagram. I'm like, so what are you guys doing on LinkedIn? And it's like, they're like, oh, I have a profile. It's, it's so funny. I'm like, you're at this business conference. LinkedIn is the business conference of social media. So every single person that logs into LinkedIn, they're logging in to do business. You know, they're logging in in a business mindset, looking for vendors, looking for partners, looking for employees, looking for someone that's going to solve their problem. So if you can take advantage of the organic reach that the platform is already giving right now, you're not only able to grow much quicker than a lot of other platforms, but you're getting in front of people who are in a receptive business mindset to be able to listen to the solution you provide and, and, and make a decision to buy it in a way that even the most targeted of ads on Facebook, if you're hitting someone on Facebook, there's a good chance they logged into Facebook to watch cat videos. You know, there, there's not, it's just not the same right. mentality. So 
I really encourage anyone who's like struggling for another lead source. Um, they, they feel like they're struggling to just grow a brand on social media, but you haven't really tapped into LinkedIn and invested there. Do it now because you're uh, automatically, if you, you know, follow me and go apply some of the principles I teach. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You'll automatically, you know, start to see people in your inbox, serious people who want to do business. Um, and you can, and you can take it from there and sort of make it your own. But the, at the end of the day, Kelly, I would say the biggest win on LinkedIn is that everyone is there to do business and there's no other social media platform with as many educated people on it with money who are also in a position to, uh, hold power and make a decision. Well, and I like that you mentioned um, when you started on LinkedIn that it wasn't just an opportunity, but now is the time when you said, I'm just going to like full force go into this. So that's a big question I get from other marketers, um, even with my own LinkedIn is, you know, what are you doing to make this difference? When you say full force, what are the full force tactics that you're using, which you still use, and especially when you began your branding for your personal marketing and um, that made you go? Was it posting daily? Was it a hundred connections a day? Was it commenting on 50, hundred people? You know, what, what are the like full force top five tactics that people can apply on a daily basis to really explode LinkedIn? Yeah. Great question. Um, you know, I would say that consistency is number one. So if you can figure out a way to make a consistent stream right. of content, that's going to support all of these other uh, strategies I'm going to break down. So I can get into what I did in the beginning to have that consistency, but essentially you need to build up your network. You need to actively be connecting with people every day. I mean, it's again, you know, it's, it's so easy. People miss it. It's like the solution is so simple that sometimes our human brain it won't even allow us to go with this simple solution, right? We've been so programmed for like, things got to be complex, things got to be hard. That's not true. You know, go on Upwork, hire an ad uh, VA from the Philippines for $4 an hour, give them your login because it's safe to do that through a site like Upwork. No one's going to jeopardize right. their their profile on a, on a job platform like that. And just give them the criteria for who you want to connect with. Who's your target market? For me, you know, I teach digital marketing. It's across all industries. So I'm able to be a little more broad. I said, you know, connect with CEOs and decision makers in major cities who have at least 500 plus connections, professional looking profile and some activity going on on their page. Anyone who meets these check, oh, and geographically, are they in the US, Canada, you know, are the places that typically buy from you? If they check all the boxes, hit connect. Send a personalized note with each connection. You don't have to do this yourself. This is time consuming. This could take, you know, a half hour a day before you get to max uh, sent out connections on LinkedIn, which you do have to be careful about because they will um, put you in connection jail. Yeah, you- I learned that. I learned that in the beginning of my journey. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. If you hit that ceiling too many times, um, yeah. but just always stay right below, always connecting with relevant people. And uh, yeah, I did that in the beginning. I think I paid my VA $4 an hour. She did it for like an hour a day for like 10 months until I got to 30,000 connections and I paid her an average of like $4 a day. And so what's happening is every time I release a piece of content, all of these new connections that I'm sending out daily, the first thing that they do is they go to your page and they check your activity section. So now I was able to propel my content into the feeds of more and more people by coupling the organic content strategy with a direct outreach, build up my connections campaign. And on top of that, you know, if you are new to LinkedIn, you have a relatively dead page, not, not a lot of um, 
experience breaking out in the feed or having a lot of engagement on your posts, just find people to comment on your posts. Just ask, you know, in the beginning, I asked all my employees, I had an office of 30 people. I was like, everyone <laughs> go comment on my video, please. Thank you. You know, just, it breaks it out into more feeds. And then eventually you don't even need to do that. I mean, it's like right. welfare, you know, just use it to get to the next step. But when you're supported, you know, get off of it. Now, of course, some people take advantage of welfare and think that they need to keep doing it. No, I don't do that anymore. Like everything is completely organic. I'm not calling friends being like, please go comment on my LinkedIn. Um, because I, I'm, I'm Shay and I've built this brand mm -hmm. and I have all these followers, and these people engaging. But had I not done that in the beginning when I was a dead profile and no one knew who I was, it could have taken me six to eight months to break out into the feed organically. Why would I make things harder on myself? You know, that I'm basically just saying, I want to withhold this valuable information I have to share about my journey and about digital marketing. I'm going to withhold that in the name of being noble or doing the right thing or being purely organic. It's like, screw that. No page owner I ever worked with on Facebook was purely organic. They all grew because they were taking advantage of all of these different buckets of growth and all of these different strategies. So not only building out your connections, finding people you know who'd be willing to comment, Maybe you even work out like exchange for exchange. I'll comment on your stuff. You comment on mine. We're just going to help boost one another. And then video content consistently or content. Uh, now I will just say I'm, my specialty is video. So that's what I focus on on LinkedIn is video. Um, but content is content. You know, there are other forms of valuable content. But really in order to stay consistent, and I'm landing the plane now, bringing it full circle, to stay consistent and ensure that you have a constant stream of video content, you wanna make sure that your setup in the beginning is as easy and sustainable as possible. So a lot of people do the opposite, right? They, they're like, oh, I'm gonna start making video content, but they, they go buy like an A7S uh, Sony camera and they get big lights and they hire a videographer and they're like, right. a cinematic setup, it's like, Dude, you have 80 connections. Like, and you get, no, you get like five videos a month. Because exactly. You it's a real package. So. Exactly. I mean, that's all great. If you can afford to invest in a setup like that, that's awesome. But what I found is it actually pigeonholes people because it makes it harder for them to sustain. So if right. you scroll way, way back, years back in the beginning of me on LinkedIn, I was not doing any of that. I was literally just whipping out my cell phone uh, in the office, candid videos like, Hey, you know, today I'm going to talk about delegating and Hey, today I'm going to go over how we come up with headlines at my agency, whatever. It was very casual. I just knew from my time working on Facebook, have a headline, uh, keep it short, keep people's attention spans, cut all the fluff, you know, cut anything that doesn't absolutely need to be here for your key takeaway to take place. Know what your key takeaway is for the user before you start your video and then have a call to action at the end asking for their input so you can bait some more engagement in the comments. Now, I made a goal for myself in the beginning that I was gonna stay consistent. I was just gonna do three selfie videos per week. I posted Monday, Wednesday, Friday, shot on my cell phone. I did have editors. If you have access to basic editing or at least subtitling, you can even Upwork. Like you said, it's really not that difficult. Yes. That's what I, that's what I use is Upwork. And yeah, so I just did three videos a week consistently on my cell phone for seven months and I was over 25,000 followers and I had generated hundreds of thousands in revenue for my agency at the time. 
uh, it was a, hundreds a, of thousands. So for the listeners, yeah. like this isn't just, and this is one thing, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Shay. Yeah, no. But when it comes to, Shay is a, a LinkedIn influencer. We're not just saying that because she's awesome. Technically she is a LinkedIn influencer, but what's different than an Instagram influencer or some other influencers with business is that this is about generating revenue, which Instagram is as well, but she's not in bikini pics, like posting her pictures to get more likes, to get more engagement. Like this is, she's talking about strategic business or what relates to her agency, what relates to her industry. And that's what's so different. I think when people think of influencers, especially with LinkedIn. Mm, Yes. Yeah. It, It is, it is also like a new thing. Like a LinkedIn influencer is not really a thing. And it's, it's actually the best position to be in because a lot of influencers while they grew a following and are going to get getting attention aren't necessarily business people or aren't no. even necessarily making that much money. It's no, cyclical. we're good at it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it can be cyclical for a lot of these, their, their business model is, uh, you pay to post an ad on my page. Okay. You pay to post an ad on my page and you pay. And they're just like doing these influencer deals all the time. But on LinkedIn, you know, I have a, I have a business, you know, I came on as a business woman first and then kind of turned myself into an influencer because I was working with influencers on Facebook and I knew that world. Um, but yes, to your point about the uh, context of the content, um, just ask yourself this question. Like if nothing else, just ask yourself, what do I know in my head, in my knowledge of brain that could make my target market's lives easier that they don't know, that That's I know question, they yeah. don't know. And frame all of your content around that. So you're, you're selling without selling. And this is what happens is people eventually, you give so much value for free without asking for anything. They're begging you to take their money. That's why what you said earlier before the call about like, if you don't want to give away too much value, just let me know because your course is, I'm like, no, I really don't focus on that. I have focused on giving away every single thing I know in all of my content and people still pay me for it. I I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Could not be more on board with that. (laughs) And, And in true transparency, Shay was one of the people when I started my LinkedIn journey, I just started following her videos um, not because I was like such a super fan as much as like each video was like, Oh shit, I, sh- I can apply these two new things and I can grow my LinkedIn. And I felt like these actionable, valuable things are things that really hold in an engaged audience. And, and that's what you're talking about generating revenue. And for marketers out there on this podcast listening, I really want them to take that away. Like this isn't a gimmick, like three step to growing your audience or, you know, here, check out my website. These are the 10 services we sell. She is giving you, if you want to grow to 10,000 in 90 days, or if you know, you want to have a video that's engaged, one of the best ones I thought you did was the two minute video. Like, so it's so obvious, Shay, like it's so obvious until someone, you know, brings it up and you're like, yeah, who wants to watch me for six minutes, explain something? Nobody, like you're not that important. Mm -hmm. And you know, these little tidbits that you were throwing out was what was building your brand, your marketing and your agency. So for other marketers out there, when it comes to creating content, like you said, you're giving away your secrets one. Um, What do you think is the best way when they ask that question? And how can I create value, but maybe have the fear of sharing it for fear of someone stealing it. Did you ever deal with that? Like giving away your value and having a competitor or feel like, crap, I'm just not big enough for this yet. You know, is someone going to take my content? What what advice do you have for those marketers? 
Yeah, um, that's a beautiful question. Um, I think it comes down to mindset. You know, I do not live in fear of people stealing my ideas or giving away too much value. Uh, I actually embrace it when I see other people who've taken my ideas, and this has certainly happened. Oh, they they have. I've seen it too. Yeah, for my sure. My time on LinkedIn, my content ideas, my skits, this and that. I actually look at that person with a lot of respect. Right. I say, wow, look at them. They have the ability to see what's already working and duplicate it for themselves. And this very pragmatic approach to marketing, which I condone, as opposed to thinking, well, Shay already did that. That's Shay. Yes, it's working for her, but I'm going to be all in my ego. Like I need to be 100% original and make it hard on myself and trial and error. It's like, no, if people are doing it and it works, just do it and have faith that by uh, basically you're communicating to the universe. I am a giver. You are communicating to the universe. I surrender. I am here to share all of the value that I've picked up all of these years in my industry. And I am not afraid. I have the, the utmost faith that it will come back. It will come back. So it's what you believe. I don't believe, I don't live in a world of scarcity where I believe other marketers are going to steal my ideas and steal my business. Right. I believe the more marketers that I can get to be inspired by me and follow my model, the more they also uh, validate me and share via word of mouth, which is still the most powerful testimonial referral, right? In business, they are actually saying to people, go follow Shay Robottom. This is where I learned all of this. So it's, it's very subconscious. People don't even necessarily realize why they're so in love with you. It's like, you're in love with me because I have given selflessly for years on this platform tips to make your business and digital marketing for you easier that you, and I've never asked for anything in return. So now you're just thinking, wow, I really want to give back to this Shea woman. And I didn't even ask you for it. So I would just say, if that's something that you're, you're struggling with and I, and I get it, I do have clients who brought up that same objection to me. Um, I would dig deeper and, you know, focus more on what's the underlying cause of that. You know, what, who hurt you as a kid, you know, like, <laughs> who took your stuff away and said, like, you got to be scarce. You got to hog it. You got to keep secrets. It's really not the case at all. Um, and also I want to open it up to invite you to also copy your competitors and not feel shameful or wrong about that. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. Everything is a remix. And if someone out there in your industry is doing something and it's working to garner attention in business, do it. You know, it's working for a reason. I'm not saying copy word for word and plagiarize. No, but like just reverse engineer it, make it your own and have faith that, Hey, you know, this is working for one person. That doesn't mean it takes away from another person. The universe is actually abundant far, uh, uh, contrary to what we've been taught. There's room for all of us to succeed here. And if one person is having success, all that means when I see that is I can have success when I do that too. Oh, I could not agree more. And like, that's something like I just, I absolutely agree with. It's about sharing. If you're good at it, talk about it and share it. And then people want to hire you because you're the authority on it. So you talked about, you had marketing experience. You worked with Facebook. You really went hard on LinkedIn. And that was part of, I think, your personality as well as your skill set. And it's about consistency. You said value and creating these videos. And again, you guys check out Jay's videos. They're really quick, but short, actionable videos, as well as some really entertaining skits. But it was about creating videos that people wanted to watch and then making it easy on yourself. You guys can do this too. You said, hire help if you need help. 
make those daily connections. What other advice for people today listening to this podcast that are ready to invest on LinkedIn and really use it as a tool because it generates revenue and you make money off LinkedIn? Um, what other advice do you have for how LinkedIn can become a revenue generator for your business, for your brand, for your program? Yeah, great question. Um, I do just want to touch on real quick because you brought up the consistency in the beginning. I also want to point out, you know, at a certain point in time when you do have your content flowing and you've created that easy setup for yourself and it's easy to maintain and you're doing it and now you're bringing in revenue. Now, later on, you can reinvest that back into a bigger setup. But that's what I say is in the beginning, don't focus on that so much. You know, I didn't focus on having fancy cameras in the beginning. I waited and then I reinvested over time. So keep that in mind as well. Um, As far as what else I could give for business owners, anyone uh, looking to market their services on LinkedIn and grow a personal brand there, um, because it is a personal page. I mean, there's business pages. I do advise people to start a business page and at least start growing somewhat there because I do believe right. business pages will become more valuable over time on LinkedIn as well. But as of right now, it's still the personal profiles that really get a lot of reach and the humans connect with other humans, right? So take advantage of growing a personal brand and driving that traffic back into your business. So what I've done And this is something that is a uh, personal choice for people. Not everyone wants to go this route with their marketing or not everyone is is quite as open. But I know hands down that being personal and being vulnerable and admitting things on LinkedIn that most people wouldn't even admit on more casual social media platforms like Facebook or Instagram uh, drew more people to me because Everyone is hitting somewhat of a wall in this world, business world, facade, society we've created with it being really made up. It's really fake. You know, I always say like the, uh, the gap between what we think and what we say out loud has essentially just been stretching further and further apart for centuries. Think about it. When we were primal cavemen, it was like, I think, I do, I say. And, and that was how we lived our life. It was very real in real time to the moment. The more we created organized societies and status quos and all these things, oh, you got to be this, you got to be pretty, you got to, uh, the, the, the distance between what we think And what we say out loud has just been stretching and stretching for years. And I believe, and everything with the advent of this coronavirus, this is part of it, we're at the turning point in humanity where people are waking up to that rubber band that's been stretching and stretching for so long. Like, wait a minute, people are going to snap. You know, this is why we see the mass suicides, the depression, the violence. Everyone is living in a false reality. (laughs) I mean, we really are. And the business world is actually at the forefront of it because we're taught emotions don't belong in business. Don't share any flaws about yourself. You're going to turn down the, you're going to turn off the prospect. You know, anything too personal is going to shoo away business. That's not the case at all. You know, I have data and data from myself and my clients time and time again that on LinkedIn, when you get personal and open up about, um, you know, hey, I've struggled with this mental health problem. I have imposter syndrome and I actually feel like the business I run and own like isn't really mine. And I feel like a phony. I had one client who posted about her recovery from breast cancer. And she said it's to this day, one of the videos where she got the most leads from it. People do business with people. And I always ask my, uh, like my, 
yeah, that's, I that's always ask my, number. yeah, yeah, what, what brought you in the door? What brought you in the door? It's like, well, I knew you were a digital marketer, Shay. I knew you had all these videos flexing your industry skills and positioning yourself as an authority. And I do encourage people to do that. That's why I said what I said earlier, the quote to keep in your mind, what do I know that can make my target market's lives easier that I can just give. But actually what I'm doing when I'm personal and when I'm vulnerable is I'm showing people that I'm safe. I'm showing people that all those doubts they have about being able to be their true selves, about being able to open up and still be accepted by their boss, by their wife, by their friends, by, by society, it's, it's all real. And I'm bringing that to the surface. So even though um, it's not necessarily my marketing content that brings them in the door, my marketing content reminds them who I am and what I'm good at, where now when they see my personal content and essentially showing the human side of me that this is okay. They make the decision off of that emotion. You know what? We need marketing help anyways. I'm going to reach out to her. I just, she's so real. She's so vulnerable. These are the professionals I want to work with. And that's a choice. You know, that's a choice I've made. I do have friends. (laughs) Yeah. I, I do have friends who are like, no, Shay, like I'm not, I don't even open up personally with a lot of people close to me in my life. I'm not dare going to do it on LinkedIn. That's just not me. Fine. But like attracts like, you're going to attract other people like that. And that's fine. If that's how you want to build your clientele and your business, that's fine. For me, I like attracting clients who want to get a little more real with themselves. I like attracting clients where I can say, well, is it really that you don't have your setup already to get in front of camera? Or are you just dealing with some deep insecurity that you're not worthy of creating video content? I like being able to attract people that I can challenge and get real and get deep with. So I would say to anyone listening, if you have something that comes in your head, like a, a genuine, like inspirational thought or idea or emotion that's just so real and raw, but you immediately feel it followed by a filter of society. I can't say that. Oh, I definitely can't post that on LinkedIn. You know, oh, what would my boss think of this? No, I can't. Just take a step back, take a deep breath and really ask yourself, could you? Could you post it? And would it actually be the best thing for humanity for you to start speaking the truth giving others permission to speak their truth. And in turn, this is just a bonus, getting more people in the door to your brand and into your business. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because I think it's a, a huge part of your brand personally. It makes you more human. Um, but I think it's relatable when I started my agency. Um, I'm a little bit older than you, but when I started my agency, I started it with my boyfriend at the time. And it, again, it was kind of similar. I mean, we're in a little bit different, but we kind of fell into it. It just was something we were good at and we started doing it for one person and then it grew. Oh, and wow. Sounds so similar. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was my boyfriend at the time. So one of the things that was hard for us and just recently, a few years ago was how personal do we get? Now we're obviously married, but it was people, we were very cogs. We were very aware of the fact that we didn't want people to see a relationship. And that's funny you bring that up is I don't know why that mattered to me so much at the time, maybe because we were young and we weren't married at the time, but it was like, I don't want people to see us married or I don't want people to see the relationship. And it's interesting you bring that up because now as we rebrand the agency, we're like, we need to have pictures of us, like (laughs) breweries. And like, for some reason we felt this need that that was too personal for clients to know that we were together, which probably was detrimental because they were like, I bet these two were hooking up and then no idea we were actually married. So it could have actually created a worse environment, but I agree. So 
you're opening up, you're sharing more personal. So we talked about strategies on LinkedIn, but here's a question, Jay. You're also opening the doors, correct me if I'm wrong, to some haters or naysayers, or let's call them for what they are, trolls. And um, so what is your advice for marketers that are crushing it on LinkedIn or any social media, but maybe a little nervous to opening up? Because I know myself too, I try to get as personal as I can. I don't think I'm very personal as far as sharing too much, but you're all, everyone's going to get them. We you, all are going to get them. You made the first step, Kelly, with introducing the husband. You made the first step into vulnerability. Yes. <laughs> I like him. Now people know that I like him and he's my husband, but yeah, no, it's definitely something um, not a lot of professionals do. And I think the reality is you will always have trolls and you will always have people with opinions. And sometimes just typically because you're killing it on LinkedIn, they need to get on that feed. They need to get in front of you. But what advice do you have when opening up personally and, um, you know, not letting that garbage get in the way of far other people's opinions or criticism on it? Yeah. Thank you for asking me that. That's a really great question that I do get asked very regularly. Um, I used to care a lot of what people thought. I used to look at comments of people disagreeing, hating, name calling, and it would affect me. And I would think about, yeah, I would, you know, I'd think about, oh, how could I have done this video differently? Or how could I mitigate this or that? You know, the more you do work on yourself and healing your core childhood wounds, whatever messed up the self-esteem that we all have a right to just be strong in, in our adult life, whatever that is, when you really begin to dismantle it, you learn that the haters and the negative people in the comments are actually what you should be most grateful for. Because I don't really learn much. And this is me, per, like person, this is what I do. This is my work in addition to my marketing. I do personal development. What I value is people that challenge me and people that push me to look at things from a different perspective. Now, it is great that 80, 90% of my comments are typically people agreeing with me, praising me, right. thank, thanking me for the marketing advice. And that is still data that I take into account. Okay, I'm helping people. Okay, this video was valuable. I'm going to repeat, rinse, and repeat, make more of that. But actually, it's the 15% that disagree. And even the, maybe the 5% who are just straight up trolls trying to make yeah. me feel badly about myself that challenge me every day. Hey, right. what is this person disagreeing with? They're telling me I'm, my facts are wrong. They're telling me to go fact check. Okay, instead of just reacting and being like, oh, you don't know, I'm, I've worked on Facebook and I'm just, I'm going to actually look at it seriously and I'm looking at it objectively. Does this person have uh, a valid disagreement on my post and should I look into it? And I've done that before and I've even done follow-up posts countering previous posts based on what some people would label a hater, but it's like, no, this person's just disagreeing with you. They're not, you know, right. not being so personal about it. Right. right. And learning from it. So that's, that's not so much haters as it is just people who disagree but a lot of people are even sensitive about people just disagreeing, even in a healthy professional way. But the so trolls, yeah. yeah. But the trolls are a real opportunity, a real opportunity for you to let go of all of that crap that's been weighing you down, people labeling you, people calling you names. It's bullying. You know, that's all it is. I get people who say things about how 
my voice is unattractive and just, just you know, <laughs> yeah, just, ridiculous. just non, I know, right. My voice is awesome. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> but that's, that's the thing. What I just did, like the work I've done on myself over the years to have such a strong self-esteem to love and honor myself. No, I think my, my, my voice actually sounds really cool. So if a troll comments that my voice is ugly, it doesn't land for me at all. Actually, yeah. in fact, I look at it like, thank you for the free comment and the free engagement. Yeah, I was going to say, thanks for the boost. You know? yes. You're only helping me when you do that. Exactly. And if, so if the comment does land and it's from a troll and maybe they are actually not being constructive and they are truly just trying to hurt me, I will still look at it like if I, if I get hurt by it, and maybe I do, let's say that I am, I do have a low self-esteem about my voice or whatever. It's like an opportunity to grow. Like your haters 100%. push you to grow. They push you to own the things in yourself that you're not fully healed in. So anytime someone disagrees or hates on your post, I invite you to practice gratitude for the haters. Just as much as you practice gratitude for your fans, be grateful for everyone that comes into your life to challenge you to disagree with you or to try to take you down in a mean and malicious and heartless way. Even those people practice gratitude because they're actually giving you an opportunity to not get triggered and to rise above and connect with your higher self and get past it so that the more and more you do that, the more you're just untouchable. I'm not affected by haters anymore. I think Good. I get a, get a kick out of them more than anyone. And I cannot stress that enough. Like these are your teachers. These This is flip the perspective from poor me, these people are hating to what are these people here to teach me and how can I grow as a result of it? Boom. Well said, because there's going to be a lot of different personalities and any successful entrepreneur is going to deal with these different personalities. Uh, one of the things that I teach as a marketer and, and something I, I'm in complete agreement with is sometimes it's feedback too. Yes. And the hardest thing that I learned um, as an entrepreneur and a marketer was was to really open up to feedback. And I don't mean ask an opinion from a friend or a partner. I mean, like, put it out there. Like, anyone, like, whoever you're trying to target, they're drilling into you feedback. But without that negative feedback, there is no way to build, like, a stellar course or business because once you have that feedback, you can go in and change it. You can add to it, you can edit it, and then nobody has the feedback that you have. It's almost like data. You're just kind of collecting data at that point to create a really amazing business model. So I when it comes to LinkedIn. I love the LinkedIn connections, consistency, creating the value. And we're talking about getting a little bit more personal, a little bit more human. If you're gonna build your brand, like you said, people like people and people do business with people. And I think that's one of the most important things to remember during this podcast is what are you doing that is communicating not only what you're good at, but who you are as an entrepreneur and individual. So when it comes to LinkedIn, right now I have to mention the COVID. So, so many people are working remotely. I preach and preach how LinkedIn not only has generated so much revenue for my business, for my agency, for my brand. It's helped me personally open doors. I can get in front of the physicians, the marketers, the healthcare professionals, the businesses I want to, because I can send them a message or I can connect with them because they follow my content. They follow my brand. They follow my agency. And like you said, Shay, now they're reaching out to me. So instead of me having to sell myself, they're calling me. So LinkedIn has been huge for me. It's been huge for your business. 
what are people missing out right now that are working remotely that are not diving into LinkedIn? Like this is so much more than vanity metrics. This is so much more than building a following. This is about revenue. This yep. is about building a business and connections. So what advice do you have them for working remote as far as like, why is LinkedIn so superior right now, especially during this global pandemic? Yeah. Great question. You know, it is an investment in the long term. So a lot of people, you know, they look, they look to marketing services for that kind of instant ROI, which is still valuable. I've done that. You know, right. I, I get it. Run a Facebook ad campaign, turn it on, turn it off, whatever. But in terms of growing your own personal brand and or business page on LinkedIn, I mean, that actually never goes away. You're not just you know, putting in the work each month to get the ROI that month, this compounds over time. Like understand in the first uh, uh, 10 months of creating content, I had built 40,000 followers, which is really good, but I had a background right. and I had an advantage. Right. Another year from that, I had gained 160,000 followers. So this is what people don't understand. You know, it's, it's a long-term investment. It compounds over time. So if you get up and start creating videos on LinkedIn today, you might see an extra lead a week or a couple more deals closed per month. And that's right. great. But just stay on it. Any little return on investment is just a bonus for what you're building long term. And just as you said, Kelly, that's the goal, right? We want to get people to come to us, the inbound, yes. you know, the inbound leads. That's, that's the magic is people coming to me. I don't even have to do outreach. Everyone's coming to me. And then the other part of that is now you're building a platform where you not only have your own channel to advertise on whenever you want. It's your, it's your own freedom. It's your own, whatever offers you create in the future of businesses. Yes, you can advertise, but you can also start to collect other relevant advertising dollars from similar companies or uh, people with a similar audience to you that have like an affinity product, a crossover product that now want to promote on your page. The advertising dollars are shifting away from television to social media like never before. And that's oh, not, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not going to stop. So you either pay now or you pay later. When I say pay later, I mean, if you don't have your own platform to advertise on, you're only going to spend, end up spending in future years, your marketing budget on other social media platforms to get your message out there, because that's where all the attention, all the eyeballs and all the advertising dollars are going to go. So it's twofold. You not only get to grow it for yourself and advertise anything you want in the future without having to be dependent on other social media channels, if you don't want, but you also open up the door to collect other relevant advertising dollars and collaborate with other, you know, people in your industry that you believe in. And now you get to, Hey, what a beautiful gift to give them an additional channel to an audience who would find value in what they have to share. Oh, collaborate too. I love that you just said that. LinkedIn has opened the doors for my business. I'm sure for you too. I've collaborated with so many people. I probably would have never collaborated with, even if I met them at like a networking event, just because I start to see their content. I start to see their flow. And I'm like, you know what? This is something that really works for me. I'd love to collaborate. And so to my audience listening, this is about growing a real network investing in yourself. It does take time. It takes time every day. And like Shay said, don't overcomplicate it. Try to be perfect with it. Some of it is just about starting it up and being smart about how you're going to use your time 
to create most effectively. So I'm going to get a little bit personal before we wrap up this interview, Shay. Yay. And I have some questions for you. Oh, okay. Here we go. What do you want your legacy to be? I want to market healing to the world. Market healing to the world. Yes. I started out in digital marketing as a very lost puppy. I was in a very dark, dark place in my life, dark relationship. I didn't know myself. I didn't love myself. I had no boundaries, no self-respect. I was depressed. I was physically sick. I had chronic asthma. I used multiple inhalers every day, was put on steroids every quarter. I went through hell so that I could learn how to heal myself. And in the process I also so happened to build a digital marketing agency and collect all of this valuable knowledge right now about how to get attention and how to market your message on social media. Realizing now that all of that happened like for a reason, God had a plan for me of, hey, you're going to go through this really dark time. The first half of your life's not going to be easy. But what's going to happen is you're going to be so driven by insecurity and so driven by, I need to prove myself and I need to be the best and I need to make money. That's how I built my first company. I just wanted uh, significance. I wanted to make money. I wanted to be special. So I channeled all of that insecurity into learning digital marketing. And while you could look on the downside of it was a really dark time for me and I genuinely was not happy, I did learn an amazing skill set of marketing that, as you can see on my LinkedIn, works to this day and will carry me forward for decades as we continue to move into this digital age. Now, coupled with Throughout that whole journey, I started to discover myself. I started to open up about what is real. What am I struggling with? Why do I hate myself? Okay, I have depression. Let's deal with it. I figured out that there are so many people in the world, most people, I believe, that are really struggling to have a deep appreciation and love for themselves and just a sense of themselves. So now I get to take all the principles that I learned on social media and apply it to what I've also learned about personal development and how to get past your childhood wounds to become the highest version of yourself. And now merging the two worlds so that I can bring more and more healers to social media, teach um, all of these amazing light workers how they can have an impact online and share their message far and wide with the principles I teach in digital marketing. And what what better fusion? So that's what I'm here to do. You know, I'm here well, to great market healing to the world and raise the, the consciousness of humanity through the internet, which is such a beautiful source that connects all of us and gives everyone a fair platform to share their message and share their voice. That's, that's beautiful. And then that's something you can even tell throughout this interview has kind of been a theme of yours beyond your digital marketing is you're like, it's really important for me that people understand this. They're aware of this. This is something that I've also applied that not only helped my business, but it helped me personally. One last question before we wrap up this interview. Well, two last questions. Okay. Uh, this last personal question, but um, what is the biggest business mistake you made and how did it change things for you moving forward? Yeah. So right away, like my, my instinctual answer when you asked that question was partnering with the wrong people, partnering with the wrong people. But underneath that is actually not trusting your gut 
<laughs> which is also a big part of this personal development, right? People not trusting their gut and their intuition. We need to get back to that. You know, we need to go back to the primal human brain and really trusting our own intuitions again, because partnering with the wrong people, just like a marriage, catastrophic. It'll, it'll, it'll carry over in every area of your business. You'll be unfulfilled, unhappy. You never want to build something with someone that you're not totally aligned with. And that was definitely the biggest mistake that I made in the past. But this mistake underneath the mistake is I knew deep down when I was signing those papers and getting these investments and partnering with these people, I knew I didn't feel right about it. And I knew these people don't really feel like they're totally aligned with me. But I was insecure. I was a little broken. I was codependent. I, I signed away and I, and I partnered with the wrong people. And how does the universe work? They're just going to keep showing you the same mistake until you figure it out. So I had to go through all those bad, multiple, multiple wrong partners, you know, partnering with the wrong people over and over to finally wake up and say, you know what? I love myself and I'm going to start trusting my gut now. And my gut says, no, not you. So um, in addition to, you know, being very weary of who you grow with and who you build with, making sure you truly align, listen to your gut. At the end of the day, your gut knows, we know, you know, deep down, we have the answers. So always go within and always make sure that you're trusting your intuition. I couldn't agree more. And uh, my gut has definitely led me with some difficult business decisions, but I think when you go with your gut, the confidence behind that is like, I think this was the right decision. Very rarely does it lead you down a wrong path, but it's all a learning curve anyways. And that's what it's about. So young entrepreneur, huge success on LinkedIn. Shay, tell the audience, how do they follow you? How do they connect with you? And what do they need to do if they want to work with you? Amazing. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Kelly. This has been great. Yeah, of course. I, I've, no, it's great. I've loved your questions. Um, so definitely follow me on LinkedIn. That's Shay Robottom or linkedin.com slash in slash Shay Robottom. Uh, that is where all of my original content goes out first. So I do post on other platforms. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the same name at Shay Robottom for everything. TikTok. Now I'm trying to go on TikTok. Uh, yeah, me too. It's tough. <laughs> at Shay Robottom bottom on TikTok. Um, and if you want to learn more about my business and how I help business owners thrive on LinkedIn through video content to increase their lead stream and get more revenue, definitely check out my website. That's just shayrowbottom.com. And there is a form there to fill out if you'd like to schedule a call with my team to talk about your LinkedIn. So perfect. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining me for another episode of the Patient Convert podcast. Thank you for listening to today's latest episode of the Patient Convert Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review on your favorite podcast platform. We are on Apple, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and Spotify, or you can sign up to receive the latest episode via email. Just check it out on my agency website or my personal website. And if you are looking for more amazing healthcare marketing information or just to engage, check us out at entropy.com. And for any of my amazing physician liaisons out there interested in growing their physician referrals or learning the strategies that it takes to build highly engaged physician referral networks, check out my website, kellynot.com, where I have free webinars, free downloads, and of course, my online physician liaison training course, 
physician liaison university. And as always, I'm a huge believer in connecting, engaging, and supporting one another. And the best way we can do that is networking. And I always, always connect with you guys on social media. And one of my biggest social media platforms is LinkedIn. So feel free to connect with me there on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter at Kelly Knott. And thank you guys again for listening to the Patient Convert podcast with your host, Kelly Knott.